This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Anchor app. I'm going to do an ad for the Anchor app because the Anchor app is how the Sean Boyles podcast is even a thing. And it's pretty simple. And you go to anchor.fm. You can sign up for free. You can do a podcast and upload it for free. The app is very simple. It's very easy. And um, I use it because I aren't smart. And uh, the editing is very easy, even though I don't usually use it too often. And there is a way to actually make money from your podcasting based on your listens. Uh, The more listens you get, the more options you get in advertising. So uh, check it out, anchor.fm, if you want to start a podcast. All right. I don't care what the the ceremonial uh, ritualistic leave a note for the next guy. I don't care what that said. I want to know if he left a turdly in or on the desk. Because see, if you leave it in the desk, it's a surprise. You know what I mean? You're like you're going through the drawers. You're gonna put your stuff in there. You open the desk, and then there's a fucking there's a turd in there. And that's, whoa, you know, but if it's on the desk, like you are making a statement right away. You're just like, you know, no surprises. It's right there. Bow. You see a a hunk of duty on, on, on your desk. And that would have made the news, right? If like, if, (laughs) if he left office and left a fucking log, that would definitely make the news, right? That would be. There would be uh, things about uh, disgracing the disgracing the legacy of the presidency and all kinds of stuff like that, right? I think you did it. I don't know. What's up, dirties? It's your dude, Sean Boyles. Welcome to the Sean Boyles Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, how goes it, man? Uh, the dawning of a new era, as they say. We got a new president, new vice president, and uh, already some jerk ass uh, <laughs> representative um, put in impeachment papers. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Um, some Yahoo from Georgia, uh, one of the representatives from Georgia, has uh, filed impeachment. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Marjorie. Her name's Marjorie. All right, Marjorie. Marjorie Taylor Green was that her name? Um, I was looking at it earlier. I already forgot. Um, and uh, she feels that um, Biden is in there illegally, and um. The fact that his son took money from foreign entities in her imagination means that he is uh, ineligible to be president. Uh, All the stuff about 
again, I don't mean to open up the podcast going political right out of the gate, uh, and especially something that's kind of small in the grand scheme of things. I mean, Biden fucking signed 17 um, executive orders to undo a lot of Trump's ridiculousness, um, stuff that a lot of people felt were... Um, Oh, I don't know, crippling the progress of the nation or whatever you want to call it. Um, just he did some whack shit, yo. And, um, and Biden's like, you know what? Maybe we can uh, make it. We can fix all that right out of the gate. And uh, an immigration bill that um, could possibly help out our cause uh, for uh, for my wife. So uh, anyway. So this senator or uh, uh, representative uh, figures since uh, Biden's son took money from foreign entities, uh, he is ineligible to be president. Uh, now, I don't know how, but I, I just, I don't really know the nuts and bolts of it, but what I do know of it is that if your kid is running a private company and they're in bed with companies that are out of town, in this case, out of country, and there is money passed back and forth. In fact, I think what I read was that he never actually received any money money because the deal never happened. So he never got any money anyway. Um, But I could have that completely wrong because (laughs) I don't know anything. But nonetheless, it's has nothing to do with the old man. Literally has nothing to do with the old man. It's not his business. It's not anything that he's involved in. It's some sh- shit that his kid had going on. So, again, uh, it's it's just it's just funny at day one, some uh, Yahoo Republican. Well, let's get rid of him. Um, just doing some copycat shit from what they feel like was done to Trump. And I get it, but get some better shit than some whack-ass thing that doesn't have anything to do with nothing. How about that? Uh, (laughs) uh, So I got some stuff coming up. I got some some comedy. I'm doing comedy. I'm doing the stand-up comedy uh, tomorrow night at the Monahoonies Bike Club. Um, They're, I guess it's their clubhouse. In um, in that weird area of Hayward and Union City where you don't know if you're in Union City or if you don't know you're in Hayward because you're not quite sure where the line is. But, um, yeah, they're inviting people to their, uh, well, inviting comics to their clubhouse. And we're going to tell our silly jokes and hopefully we don't offend the Monahoonies Bike Club. Um I don't know if I talked about it on the last episode, but comics oftentimes... So, I did talk about... I talked about how we've done plenty of um, comedy in front of uh, bike clubs, motorcycle clubs. And a a mistake that I noticed um, that comics will make is, say, biker gang. Oh, don't say... Don't, don't say biker gang. That's um, <laughs> that's bad. That's a bad scene. Um, they are a club. They are not a gang. And uh, comics try to be funny with that shit, and it usually pisses off the club, and they don't want that comic to come back. Um, I have had actually luck making fun of a club, and I'm gonna see how that plays out. A little bit with this, try to be loose and try to not be scurred and or try to say some shit without getting your ass kicked. So uh, that's tomorrow night. Uh, next week, I will be on, um, I think every Monday their episodes come out, the Trash Podcast. I will be a guest on the Trash Podcast, not this Monday, but next Monday. Um, my friends Sarah Giambruno and Nate Spears host a podcast where they sort of look at reality TV 
which they consider trash television, and they poke fun of it. Uh, I can't say what we are going to poke fun, uh, what reality show or, uh, yeah, what reality show we're going to poke fun of, but um, it is a, I'm glad they've picked this reality show because it's one of the few that I've watched, and it is one that I actually have some pretty expert opinion on. So you can imagine what reality show that might be. So that'll be uh, not this Monday, but next Monday on the Trash Podcast. Uh, and then Monahuni's uh, tomorrow and same old, same old. We'll do the same shit that we do, always do. We'll do some uh, some yip-yapping and some talking. And then I'll do a uh, reaction of the week. And then I'll do uh, close it out with Earworm of the Week. Your normal shenanigans on the uh, the Sean Boyles podcast. Your normal, you know, it's just a run-of-the-mill episode. I don't think it's going to be uh, particularly spectacular. I don't know if I'm going to be saying extra things that will, will, will entice you. But nonetheless, we do this every week. And I'm glad that you guys check me out. Um, I went to, um, we were at a job and uh, we stopped for lunch. And uh, I think I've had a sandwich from this place once before, but we had some Ikes. And I started to, um, I just, you know, it was always Ikes, you know, Ike sandwich place, right? But I didn't, never noticed that it was Ikes love and sandwich sandwiches ike's love and sandwiches i was like what kind of hippie shit is this you're making a sandwich what is the love what what are you putting in these sandwiches because there's many ways that love can be distributed and some would say that sometimes love is distributed with bodily fluids I hope Ike is not putting any bodily fluids in these sandwiches. Or is it just the sandwiches are done with such care? There's so much care. And they love what they do. They love it. All the sandwiches are named after sports guys or sporty things. There was a fucking Steph Curry sandwich and fucking a Joe Namath and all kinds of sports figures and the numbers weren't consistent because they were all out of order. Like the first one on the list was a number seven, which I, I, uh, I forgot what I ordered, but it was fucking good. A little uh, chicken, uh, chicken, bacon, ranch, avocado sort of joint. Very tasty. On a on a Dutch crunch, I got it on the Dutch crunch. Uh, very, pretty good sandwich, pretty good sandwich. Um, but, and then, and then the other thing that bugged me about the place was, uh, the cartoony, uh, caricature of Ike, if that is in fact Ike. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Ike's Love and Sandwich logo, but there's a little cartoony little bald dude with a little soul patch. Um... If he really looks like that, he's a fucking weird-looking dude. But I would assume... Excuse me. Look at me yawning during my own pod. Jesus Christ. If that's not... Um, if that's not a sign... <coughs> oh, holy shit. I just yawned in the middle of my own fucking podcast. What a dipshit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, um, Ike's, man. Uh, some hippie shit, man. Ike's loving sandwiches. I, like I said, I don't know what the love is all about, but... They make the sandwiches with love. There's just love. We care about our sandwiches. It's just a fucking sandwich. Don't get carried away, all right? Don't get carried away. It's uh, It's too much. Too much to get carried away. I had um so I've been on um I've been checking out Twitter. Didn't really I I, I had signed up for Twitter a couple of years ago and I just never really used it. 
And I just kind of let it sit there and I was going through my phone. I was going through my passwords on my phone. And then I saw and like, cause I had forgot my login information for Twitter. So, uh, I think, uh, the last time I had got on Twitter was before I updated my phone. Like I got a new phone and updated everything and, you know, downloaded all the apps that I had. And I went to download the Twitter one and it, it needed all this info to sign back in that I couldn't remember. Not knowing that the phone itself actually held on to uh, that information. Because I forget, like, I forget how smart these fucking little weird devices are. Like, I forget that uh, often if you put in a password or something that the phone will actually save it somewhere. But uh, I was looking for a password for something else. And uh, I happened to see that there was the Twitter one. I was like, oh, let me fucking see, get back on the Twitter. Um, in my <laughs> in my not wanting to be on social media as much, uh, now I've been um, on the Twitter. Not Still not checking out the Facebook and the, and the, and the Instagram as much, but um, <laughs> the Twitter I've been checking out. And um, you, do you have... Do you have people that were pretty important in your life, maybe in the earlier part of your life, and now uh, maybe you don't see them as often or at all, but you see their social media presence and it's fucking ridiculous. Like, where did where did you drive off the reservation? Like, how what happened that you are thinking this? And, um, I have a friend that was, uh, pretty important to me, um, especially when I was in high school, uh, this, uh, I I don't want to name names, so, uh, but this individual was very, um, he was important in, 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 uh, especially when I was a freshman because he was a senior when I was a freshman and uh, I went to lunch with this cat and his girlfriend every day for lunch. Every day. Uh, like, I think first day of school, in fact. Uh, I'm a freshman at Sunset High School. And um, I was sort of, you know, he knew where my class was uh, for the period before lunch. And he was like outside the door when I walked out of the thing. He's all, hey, man. I go, hey, what's up? You know, he's all. What are you doing for lunch? And I think I had a brown bag lunch. I think I had a couple of sandwiches. I'm like, oh, well, I got my, got my lunch here. I'm going to eat it. You know, and he's like, nah, you're coming with us. I was like, well, okay. You know, and I piled in the car. And and for my whole freshman year, I went with my friend and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's friend to Taco Bell. We went to Taco Bell like every day. And for the first couple of weeks, I was still bringing my lunch. And uh, finally, I guess he, I think at one point he bought me some Taco Bell. And then I started scrambling together $1.92. I remember I could get three soft tacos. I can get three beef soft tacos for $1.92. I remember back in the day. And uh, I'll make sure I had $2 every day so I can... uh, get myself some lunch and that was the start of the addiction that has become taco bell but it started then and this was um this was pre me working at a taco bell in fact the taco bell that we were going to every day was the one i ended up working at so um it was just kind of weird because i you know i i think they they still could make you a bell beefer but it wasn't on the menu anymore. I don't know if you don't remember what the Bell Beefer was, but that was the hamburger that Taco Bell actually had. Taco Bell used to actually have a hamburger on their menu. You fucking kids don't remember this shit. Uh, <laughs> so the Bell Beefer, I think, like I think, I think they could make one, but it wasn't on the menu when they were phasing it out. Right when we started, you know, I started going every day to lunch. 
Uh, but I stuck with the three soft tacos. I, that was my jam. I get three soft tacos because that was two a dollar ninety two, and and I was off and running. So, but like I said, I was really close with this cat. I mean, we'd listen to music. He was in the metal. Um, he was uh, best friends with my cousin, and that's how I even knew knew the cat. So, you know, we were close. And now, uh, I mean, not that I knew anybody's political views then or 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 whatever. We were fucking kids. You know what I mean? He's just thinking about ways that he can, you know, stick it in his girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> at that age, that's all you're thinking about, right? Um, thinking about not messing up in school and and maybe going to college or whatever you're doing. You're not thinking about your uh, political affiliation. So now, fast forward, fucking thirty, forty years. Thirty, I guess thirty years. Not really forty years. Thirty years. And um, kind of teeters on some conspiracy theories, but he's very full blown right wing. Oh, he he's a he's a patriot. Now, um, here's another little uh, on on a side. So the the, the group of uh, very right wing sort of standing for America type of cat have commandeered the word patriot. And they're going to ruin the word patriot is what's going to happen. Like the, uh, the, 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 the individuals that stormed uh, Capitol Hill and, uh, and, and, and bum rushed the Capitol building were patriots doing it in the name of patriotism in whatever form fucked off warped sensibility they had on that particular subject um and so this is a term that's gonna get fucked off pretty hard because uh they have they're using it and it's not what it is so um he has his name on there and underneath it it says patriot and he's constantly posting um uh, poking fun at, uh, at at the Democrats, um, uh, supporting Trump, and uh, still talking about false election and all just just a lot of nonsense. You know, everything he has said is is debunkable very easily. Um, I um, <laughs> I sort of stoked the flames a little bit. And uh, he had went on, you know, he posted something and I posted a link of um, Associated Press. I think I talked about this a few episodes back. The uh, Associated Press, which is my go-to news source uh, because it is straight up down the middle. um, They had posted a fact check on Trump's farewell speech. And it was very interesting. And... um, I posted a link on his Twitter to that, and he right away was like, oh, no, fake news. Um, And I'm like, dude, this is where the news gets the news. This is just the facts. It's straight up down the middle. They went through what he said and fact-checked it and found out how wrong he was, and um, and that's what it is. You know what I mean? And he's and right away, and and I have to give him credit because he probably didn't want to get into some sort of uh, internet social media squabble. And right away, just he he said, uh, "We're going to have to agree to disagree," um, which is fine. Let's not argue online like a lot of dipshits do. But at the same time, it bothered me that because it was news that did not support his ideas, that it was fake. And that is the, I've crowed about this many, many times on here, the idea that people run with false information that supports their narrative and they deem it true. They deem it fact. And you can't argue with people. If 
you are disagreeing on the facts. You can't disagree on facts. Things happen and there's evidence of it and it gets proven true or not. Sometimes in court. And if you're still saying that that's not right or that that, that there's not there's no way we can agree on on um, on anything because your baseline of reality is off the mark. So I don't it was like I said, he's a, he's an old friend and I want to just talk to him and be like, yo, what like. Where did you like he was posting like Breitbart ads, dude? Like Breitbart is as fucking loony bin to the right as you can be. He was mad that I fact checked him with Associated Press and he said fake news, MSNBC bullshit. I'm like they don't have anything to do with MSNBC. They are this the Associated Press. It's 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 it's, it's Needless to say, it's just, it's bothered me. It's bothered me that this guy is um, fucking turned into a wackadoo. And I don't know. I even hit my cousin up. I'm like, dude, what's up with dude? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, he's fucking, he's on this shit. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know nothing about it. Um, They live in the same town. We're close to each other in the same, like, couple towns over from in the Central Valley. It's just, it just was weird, weird and and, and puzzling and and head scratching and, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I feel for uh, people that are trapped in these echo chambers and trapped in these, um, these just false, just falsehoods, like literally living in a non-realistic Sort of thing. Uh, it saddens me. It saddens me. It does not make me feel well. I worry about my fellow man. Um, I hope there's some. Um, I hope there's some healing with this new administration. Um, I saw a thing today. There's another wackadoo thing. Um, uh, Eugene S. Robinson, who was uh, on the podcast a few weeks back. I'm uh, following him on Twitter, and I, I, I guess he had a bet with um, with somebody about Biden actually getting into office, and um, I, I didn't catch the backstory, but apparently Eugene won the bet. I don't know exactly what they bet on, but uh, Mr. Robinson won the bet, and. Um, and he started going off about how dude seemed like he was going to welch on the bet. And he, uh, <laughs> Eugene was posting these screenshots of these texts back and forth. And this dude was all on some Biden had put all that military in there after the 6th. We all know the 6th, January 6th is the, the, the day that. Uh, the cap, uh, the uh, the Capitol building was uh, compromised by fucking face painted guys wearing bison hats. Um, uh, but after that, when the 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 military was put in place in and around the White House and the and the all the buildings there, uh, that that was Biden's. Uh, this is how he has become president because of that, because that uh, he is establishing a military coup. That's what this dude's on. This dude is like, no, you you can't. I'm not going to pay you on this bet because Biden is in there illegally because it's a military coup. He has all that military there and uh, he has taken over the presidency with this military. That's why it was all there. Uh I simply said, because I had to chime in, because (laughs) this is why I don't want to be on social media. I should just stop. But I had to say, the plain fact is that there's no way Biden 
could put military or order any military anywhere before he's sworn in. You just can't do it. Biden can't put the military anywhere before January 20th. All that military that's there in the National Guard that he's calling, that's Trump had to do that. Trump had to, and just to keep shit chill and safe to make sure no other bullshit popped off. And guess what? The inauguration was over. And starting this morning, all that extra military force is starting to pack up and go home. So I hope Mr. Robinson gets his money from the guy. I don't know what the dude's name was. But it's just it just goes to show you like how far people are trying to connect the fucking dots that are just not there. You know, like you could have remember remember the whole connect dot fucking those little drawings. You would get those little coloring books and you'd connect the dots and make it a picture. And I'm sure you could take those dots and connect them a different way and make some other thing. It's going to be fucking weird and it's going to be probably resemble a pentagram, but you could probably do it and you're going to have something different than what was intended. But that's connecting dots that are not connectable. There's a reason why the dots have the numbers because they go in a certain order and that's how you connect them. Anyway, you know how to connect dots the right way, don't you? Not some fucking silly bullshit. Before I forget, I want to um, thank everyone that contributed to uh, the GoFundMe that I set up. I um, I had mentioned it, I think, briefly on a couple episodes ago that we might do a GoFundMe to uh, raise funds to afford a lawyer, an immigration lawyer, for the wife. Um uh, due to my um, inability to really prove my income correctly, and by correctly meaning with filed taxes and a um, shitty administration that put the kibosh on a lot of green card issues, um, we were denied my wife's green card work permit in residency change. Uh, So to have to do it again was going to cost a lot of money because that means I got to lawyer up. And to lawyer up, uh, it's expensive. So I toyed with the idea of doing a GoFundMe and I finally just pulled the trigger. And on Sunday morning, put up a GoFundMe to raise $5,000 And by Tuesday afternoon, we had reached our goal. And so I want to thank everyone that donated. Um, It was very humbling, very um, uh, joyful tears were shed. uh, Just thinking about the idea that uh, people are willing to help. And um, and, it just made me step back and really be grateful for um the friends that i have and the people that i've met and um and and for her friends i mean it was during the day we're getting donations from here and at night while we're sleeping we're getting donations from japan so um thank you thank you thank you we raised the money that we are going to need and a little bit more um, for uh, lawyer fees and filing fees and um, back tax filings and, and stuff. So uh, the push is on. Uh, we've already been sending paperwork back and forth to a lawyer. Um, but I thank you. I thank everyone that helped out. Um, you can go to my Facebook page, Sean Boyles, and uh, find the GoFundMe if you still want to donate. I don't need it anymore. We got it. Thank you. Um, but very, um, very fucking cool, man. Very, very cool. Thank you. Okay, let's do, uh, let's do this. Oh, wow. What 
Sorry about the fucking lag and trying to get that together. Jesus Christ. It's like I've never done a podcast before. Uh, <laughs> Reaction of the week. This is uh, the weekly feature in which I, a 46-year-old, soon to be 47, might I say, um, 47, 46, 47-year-old metalhead, a connoisseur of the heavier and more grotesque extreme forms of rock music uh, reacts to the number one song in the country at the moment. Um, more often than not, that song is going to be a pop song, and I'm probably going to hate it. So this is gonna, <laughs> this is my reaction to the number one song of the week. In fact, we do have this week, finally, a new number one. Um, give it up for a one Olivia... Rodrigo, uh, a song called Driver's License. Is this person 16 and they're super excited that they finally got their driver's license? Or is this like that, um, what was that song that was hot for a second? Friday, Friday, Friday. Like, you know, it's the simple things. Getting that fucking driver's license. I'm fucking 16, finally. And I got my shit, you know. But dude, I have to say, getting your driver's license at 16, that is some shit, dude. There is, uh, that's the first time you get that little, little fucking, little taste. You get a little taste of that good life, <laughs> to quote Nacho Libre. Um, you get that taste, man. You get that taste of freedom a little bit, you know? You got keys. You got more keys than just the house and your fucking gym locker. You know what I mean? You got a couple of keys now. You got a gym locker. You got the house. And you got a fucking ignition key for a car. It's fucking, it's pretty sick, dude. It's, 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 it's it, like you got fucking three or four keys. My old truck had two keys. Actually, three keys. I had a, an ignition key, a key for the door, and a key for the gas cap. Oh, shit. Now I got fucking keys hanging off my fucking belt like a goddamn grown up. And I can jump in the thing and I can go down the road almost whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> it was never whenever you want. You got, hey, I'm going to go, uh, mom, I'm going to go down the road over here. You know, it wasn't like just jump in it and go. Oh, where? You know, you got to tell, you got to be respectful. You got to let people know where you're going so that if you fucking wrap your shit around a tree, you're like, well, he was supposed to go to the store. He should have been back by now. And then they freak out and and they scrape you off a tree. Um, anyway, well, um, driver's license. <laughs> Reaction of the week. So-called driver's license by one Olivia Rodrigo. I have no idea about this at all. I don't know who she is. I don't know what this song is, but we gonna check it out right about now. Let's see, do I got the right fucking thing there? Got a little volume on there. Let's see what this is all about. How about that? Little sound effects at the beginning. I got my driver's license last week Just like we always talked about Cause you were so excited for me To finally drive up to your house But today I drove through the suburbs Crying cause you weren't around And you're probably with that blonde girl Who always made me doubt She's so much older than me She's everything I'm insecure about Yet today I drove through the suburbs Cause how could I ever love someone else? And I know we weren't perfect But I've never felt this way for no one And I just can't imagine how You 
alone past your street. Wow. And That's some good songwriting so far. God damn. That's some shit right there. Woo! Olivia Rodrigo, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, that's uh that's a great song. That is a great song. Um the build, like the way it she did that super that up close to the mic. Kind of whispering, kind of that Billie Eilish style where you're way up on here, you're way close on the mic, and you're super quiet. And But then it just built to this big, giant, and she can sing. That's, you know, it's a quirky sort of vocal style, but um, in the modern era of singing. Um, but, man, you can hear some real... Uh, passion about you know and obviously a young person well here well, maybe not a young person because uh you know i associate getting your driver's license with being young like teenage young but the average age of a person getting their driver's license now is into the early 20s so the kids don't want to get their driver's license that's a thing that's actually a thing um they are uh, they're liking the fact that their parents have driven them around everywhere. And now with Uber and Lyft, um, it is easy just to have that and have people drive them around. And the stress of getting behind the wheel and dealing with the fucking maniacs that are out on the road, uh, people are waiting longer and longer and longer to get their driver's license. Um, you could look these things up, fuckers. I'm actually saying something that I kind of maybe know a little bit. um so this person can easily be in their early 20s and talking about the driver's license but the way weaved that idea into the lyrics and um you know obviously professing a love for somebody that's uh not having it anymore um not fucking strong ass song and no 808 hi-hat or hand clap to be fucking heard 
Just a nice, soft little house fucking 909 kick, maybe. It's kind of, but soft, not fucking harsh sounding piano thing and some synths just sort of to raise it up. But it's a damn good song. It has a, um, um, it's got that impact that I think that, that Lord had, or was it Lordy or Lord, um, where it was that, that quirky, quirky enough vocal that it caught your attention, but you're, you know, into the stuff she's saying, um, and you know, that was a hot artist there for a minute. I don't know what happened to that chick. Everyone thought she was like fucking in her thirties or some shit because maybe she had some, uh, uh, some 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 rough skin and maybe some skin some some sort of uh, pockmarky type of thing. I don't know. There was I remember there would be an issue like oh no, this chick's fucking oh they, oh didn't fucking South Park do a whole <laughs> didn't South Park do a whole episode but it was actually fucking like Stan's dad or some shit like that. He was writing all the songs for fucking Lord. Anyway, um, yeah man, fuck yeah. Olivia, that's fucking two weeks in a row, people, of listening to a song that's on the top of the charts that was a fucking pretty damn good song. This one definitely better than last week's. What was last week's? Um, oh, last week's was Bieber. Bieber wasn't. Bieber was okay. No, yeah, Bieber was the one. Yeah, Bieber was. I was into that Bieber tune. I was giving props to the Biebs. Um, all right. Um. I got reminded, so I was listening to a podcast, and uh, um, a question came up. I listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts that uh, uh, with comics, and um, so the, oftentimes a comic is asked, "How did you start? What were you doing? You know, what what made you want to do stand up comedy? Had you done, you know, stuff in school, or you know, were you the class clown? Like all these sort of questions I hear all the time when comics are talking." And, um, oftentimes they do say, well, yeah, you know, the fam, excuse me, the family dynamic was such that, you know, clowning around got us attention, learned at an early age, yada, yada, that getting attention, making people laugh, felt good. And um, I would have to say that, um, I didn't, I, I, I totally forgot about this, but, uh, so, well, I didn't forget the fact that. All through school for me, all through school, uh, from kindergarten into um, junior high, the comments from the teacher to my parents were like, it it was like the same exact thing almost every year. It was, um, Sean is very, uh, very smart. He's top of the class with everything else. With uh, with the schoolwork, with the acad- with the academics, um, but his behavior is distracting for the other kids. He talks too much, he clowns around too much, and it makes it hard for the other kids. He has no problem getting everything done and 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 passing everything, um, but when he's done with the work, he starts to bother everybody. <laughs> I was the kid that had their desk in the corner of the classroom. I was fucking quarantined from the rest of the class as to not bother anybody with my shenanigans. And um, I think some of that personality sparked the idea in my fourth grade teacher. I was in a split class, fourth fourth and fifth grade, Miss Pegasus, um, at John Muir Elementary School. And she had the idea to put together a uh, a play. She had this idea for this play. Uh, I don't remember what the play was called, but there was a genie involved, and um, the genie had a very particular way of speaking. I was the genie. Uh, and I remembered, like... There was no sort of budget for like wardrobe or costumes, and so I had to sort of put together a makeshift, um, <laughs> makeshift genie outfit. I think I had a pair of red sweatpants that I pulled up to my knees, and somehow I had some weird little vest that I wore and wrapped some rags around my head. You know, I don't know. Uh, genie turban, all the um, stereotypical 
borderline racist. Is it racist that fucking genies in, in, in that part of that? Whatever. Anyway, I played the genie, and I had a bunch of funny lines, and I said shit funny. I remember getting laughs. Now, I again, I was always goofing around in school. Getting a laugh for saying something was cool. I liked it. I liked making people laugh. I liked saying the funny thing. Doing the play and saying shit and making a whole room full of people laugh. That might have been, might have been the start of whatever that bug is that you get to want to do that all the time. Um, just uh, 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 the, 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 the roar of the crowd when you've done something cool. Uh, be it musically, be it comedy, be it um, a fucking a speech, um, or cracking a fucking wise ass comment after the teacher said duty. You know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever it is. Um, I enjoyed the reaction, uh, but for the selfish reasons of I just was I liked. Fucking doing the jackassery, you know? That's just, that's something I've been pretty decent at for a long time. And so, like a friend of mine came to see me that knew me for a long time and, and said that, yeah, you doing stand-up. She came to see me do stand-up and she's like, yeah, you doing this it seems like a very natural progression in who you are. You know, you've always been a clown. You've always been making us laugh. Here you are making strangers laugh. So go for it. You know what I mean? So anyway... I mean, I why did I wait till fucking 42 when I started? I don't know. But that's what I did, and that's what it's going. But I just I have this memory of doing that play in the fourth grade. And, um, and then there was a uh, – my senior year in high school, we did uh, – at Mount Eden, there was a uh, – hey, <laughs> I shared the stage with the Tony – Award-winning James Agahart, and uh, <laughs> speaking of James Agahart, we uh, so uh, if you don't know who James Agahart is, uh, James Agahart did uh, was the uh, in the premiere cast of the Broadway production of Aladdin. He played the genie. Whoa, there's almost a theme. Um, and he was amazing as the genie. He definitely uh, did his own thing with the role. In fact. Me and the wife just watched because she wanted to, not because I wanted to. But she wanted to see the um, the live action version of Aladdin, not not the cartoon, but the uh, the Will Smith version. And I text my boy James, and I was like, "Hey, man, we just watched Will Smith's Aladdin, and um, dude can't sing, and he didn't bring with all the CGI and in Hollywood magic brought to the story." He didn't bring the charisma uh, that my man James Agahart did uh, to the to the role to the part. So, uh, and I know Broadway and fucking movies are two different animals. What the fuck ever? A character is a character, and uh, my man James knocked that shit out of the park. That's why he won a fucking Tony for it. All right. Anyway, so I hit my you know. So I said you know fuck Will Smith. You know, <laughs> he, he texted me back. He said thank you so much. Um, but uh, anyway, we had a senior talent show our senior year. So me and James graduated the same year from Mount Eden High School in Hayward, California. And, um, we were in the senior show together and, uh, we did, they did like a mock. The idea was it was a mock, uh, late night show. So a guy sat at a desk and he interviewed people. James was one of the people that got interviewed, but I was, um, I don't know. They let me do whatever the fuck I wanted. They said that you can walk out during the interview and fuck with the uh, the uh, fuck with the with the host, but he's going to be able to ignore you because he he's so just you know a, a, a puppet head that he doesn't understand that he's being um, fucked with by this goon. I was the goon, but the guest wouldn't would see the goon. And be bugged out. So I was, I, I don't know, I dressed like a bum and I creeped around the, the, the chairs and I fucking almost stood on my head and just, just did all sort of funky, goofy shit for uh, the senior show. I remember getting huge laughs. They had me play drums for it. I did this thing where I, uh, um, I did a drum solo just 
had all, my whole drum kit at the time all set up, and I had a fucking ridiculously big drum kit at the time. I didn't bring it all, but I brought a lot of it. And I set it up on the stage, and I started playing. And uh, I had the idea, I thought it would be funny if cats in uh, in repo uh, suits came and started taking away parts of my drum kit as I was playing. So I would get whittled down to nothing and still be playing. Um, anyway, we did this and uh, got a huge ovation. Um, I remember at one point I'm, you know, I got nothing and I'm banging on the the drum stool and the floor with my sticks. And finally they, they, uh, they grab my arms from me and take the sticks from me. And I wrestle my way over to a microphone and I throw down a little beatbox, you know, as to let them know that the beat is going to keep fucking going. You know what I mean? So, um, anyway, I just, I remember doing that and having a good time and getting fucking laughs at just doing fucking buffoonery. Uh, and it was a good time. And I guess now that I'm doing stand up, I didn't realize maybe that there was stuff in my childhood or in, st- in school and in, in performance that, um, that I really enjoyed then that I enjoy now. Uh, that sort of was a through line, you know what I mean? And, and then, but you know, the whole time performing music, I've been playing music this whole fucking time, you know what I mean? All through, I mean, fourth grade. How old are you in fourth grade? I think I'd already started playing drums then, so I was, you know, on my way. In fact, I think I might have even started then. Like that's that might have been when I started playing drums. Um, so uh, I don't know, and and, and so. Performing in front of people is just I I I I I do it for me. I do it because I enjoy it. I do this podcast because I enjoy it, and so um, the accolades are are what they are, and they're great. But I think I've just always enjoyed doing it, and so that's where we're at, and that's what we're doing. And I just I just I don't know. Listening to these podcasts triggered that memory. Oh yeah, I did do that goofy little play, and I remember getting laughs, and I remember fucking really dig getting the laughs, and I've been cracking jokes in fucking class the whole time because I really dug getting the laughs. So I like making people laugh. Maybe I don't do it enough on this podcast, but fuck you, I'd like to do it. Let's get out of here, you dirty dirties. Uh, You're one of the week this week. this dude, talk about songs that have multiple hooks. Not only does this song stick in your head because of it's just a fucking banger, but <laughs> like there's many elements of this song that stick in my head. And um and I, I again got the shit on shuffle, listening to music at work. Uh, left the headphones in the in the ear holes driving home, and this song came on as I got home. And then for the rest of the night, this is two nights ago. For the rest of the night, I'm fucking bopping around the apartment, just fucking having a good old time, fucking just feeling good because of a song, and all the little different parts of this song that have little hooks that stay in my fucking cranial. It's fucking awesome. This week's uh, earworm of the week is fucking little George Clinton, Jack, Atomic Dog. Yeah, man, just fucking... It's... <laughs> what a goofy... like, And I haven't done the deep dive on um, Parliament and Funkadelic... I know that they started off as two different groups by George Clinton, and one was a little bit more rock, sort of more aggressive, and the other one was supposed to be just like all funk, even though the rock one was still funky. And then he combined the two bands in uh, Parliament Funkadelic, and then and then started putting out shit, just George Clinton. So he's got a long career of just putting out songs that have, like, for some folks, are like literally the soundtracks of their lives. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man. A little uh, George Clinton Atomic Dog is Earworm of the Week this week. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the end of 
the Sean Boyles podcast. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your patronage. Patronage? Patronage? I enjoy you listening to my podcast and being a customer. <laughs> a customer? Anyway, uh, rate, review, subscribe, whatever the fuck. Tell your friends. Um, I got a consistent fucking six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes ten listeners a week. Oh, if you think I'm doing this shit for money, the proof is in the pudding, Jack, because there ain't not a dime being made on this motherfucker. Um, But that's all right. Um, You do things for the love of the things and not for things that it can get you. Right? All right. Um, Be good. Keep it dirty. See you guys next week. Why won't it play? Why won't the song play? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Let me do that again. Ladies and gentlemen, Earworm of the Week, George Clinton, Atomic Dog. Ooh, it shut the fuck down. It gave me a not fucking, ooh, you dirty dog. Dirty dogs. Atomic dogs. It won't play it. Why won't it play? I put it in the list. Oh, this is this is upsetting. This is not cool, man. Oh, it's just fucking shit in the bed. Can I play it on here, I wonder? What happens if I do this? If I go to this and This is this is ridiculous is what's happening right now. I don't think this would this this would shut down my shit, wouldn't it? All right, I'm going to try something, and if it stops recording, I'll start it again. But I just want to see if um, if this works, because if this works, I'll just use this fucking thing. Uh, where's that list? God damn it. Oh, this is the worst. This See, this is why I only have fucking six listeners. All right, let's see if you play here. After this plays, do you just fucking. All right, it didn't work how I wanted it to work, but I got it to work the other way I wanted it to work, the original way. Anyway, Earworm of the Week, Atomic Dog. Be good, keep it dirty. I'll see you guys next week. This is a story of famous dog. For the dog that chases its tail, we'll be busy. These are happy dogs, rhythmic dogs, harmonic dogs, house dogs, street dogs. Dogs of the world unite, dancing dogs.
Avenue.